you, what does a healing journey mean and what does an awakening mean? Because I know everyone has a different viewpoint on how it is. So what is yours? Yes, I think this is a great question and I think it's ever evolving too. So <laughs> I think the answer will definitely evolve as you, you know, get older and stuff. But for me at this moment, healing, I think, relates to like your internal world. So like your past, your dreams, your limiting beliefs, your trauma, things of that nature. And then I think an awakening involves yourself within a broader picture. So mm -hmm. whether that be earth, being a human, the universe, um, spirituality, you know, it doesn't always have to include that, but I think most of the time it does. So yeah, I think it involves a broader picture and then you within that picture. Yeah, and I love that because I feel like part of an awakening too is also trying to understand or starting to see what part of your purpose is. And I feel like that's really when part of my awakening started is when I started to realize what my soul was really calling me to do and what I needed to do to like make it reality. Like that was part of it because it almost feels like different parts of your body and your existence start to like shift, you know, like at least it's what kind of happened for me. And I feel like my healing journey is also like what you said, like looking at your past, yes, but starting to put together and understand why certain things are still presenting themselves as well, you know? Mm -hmm. And like mm -hmm. also the healing is something very inward. Yes, like how do I reconcile and come to terms with things within me and mm -hmm. make it so and keep moving forward? you know, and working on triggers. Triggers for me have been a big part of the healing journey. And those are the hardest parts for me, for yeah. sure. But I really feel like, yeah, for me, the healing journey is addressing, facing and reconciling and moving forward with everything in your life. Like you said, trauma, whatever you've gone through, um, inner lies that you tell yourself about yourself um, in awakening. The narratives. Oh, yes the narratives <laughs> yeah <laughs> what is a narrative that you tell yourself that you feel like is not true like wow. that broken record that we all tell yeah. ourselves yeah right well because we're our worst critics but what's one that yeah. you tell yourself I think for me I'm never good enough you know like that's something that I have had a lot of people reflect back to me it's like you don't give yourself enough credit and through healing, I definitely know where that stems from, you know, and it comes from childhood and all of that good stuff. Mm -hmm. But I did want to just reflect back. You said to you, um, you focused on like purpose or that's where your healing journey started. Mm -hmm. And I think that also awakening has a lot to do with that. Because I thought of immediately, I thought of that phase of the dark night of the soul where you're kind of like searching for purpose in everything, you know, like you maybe kind of lose the familiarity with everything around you and it's kind of like society and norms and all of this stuff you know that you carry throughout your life and so once you start stepping outside of all of that is normal and you start questioning it I think you also you know the big part of that um, maybe phase is purpose I thought that was interesting that you saw it as like a big part of your healing and I remember thinking of it as like an awakening but obviously to me you know that they're both intertwined like they're both kind of similar um phases i think we just have different names for them yeah and like you just mentioned something too that i want to like hear more about i want us to talk about it you just mentioned something about the dark night of the soul yeah sounds really yeah. ominous let's talk about it <laughs> <laughs> what is that for I, you 
Yeah, I think that it can feel like that, honestly, you know, if we're being truthful. Um, but I think it's a period in time, sometimes maybe the awakening, it can look different for everyone, you know, but an awakening can come from a place of curiosity, where you start to get spark curiosity. And so it can be something playful that turns into a dark night of the soul, right? So you might be like, what? Why am I a human? Um, what is earth? How am I on a floating rock? Getting real right? existential. <laughs> yeah, I'm like <laughs> getting real sweaty just thinking about. It. <laughs> but, but I think like once you start seeing broader picture, then you mm-hmm. also at a granular level you start to question society norms, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, why are there genders? Yeah, why is why are these um, maybe why is this path so normalized and just things like that, you know? And I mm-hmm. think that's where the dark night of the soul comes from is because all of the things that seemed so natural and normal to you, you start to question them. And so you may start not associating yourself with all of, even just like the friendships, the relationships that you had, because you realize that there's like more to them than you ever even like perceived. Right. So it can really be a little bit dark because you you're feeling isolated from the things that maybe made you feel normal maybe going out to party, let's say, which is really normalized for 20 something year olds, right? Like maybe it stops feeling good, which was the case for me. Drinking was mm-hmm. no longer fun. I kind of started to question, why do we do this? Why do we numb out constantly every weekend? And so then your go-to reliever or like relaxer is no longer relaxing you. So, you know, again, that's kind of <laughs> like, you now? Back to, yeah, exactly. You're like, um, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I think that for that's a little piece of what a dark night of the soul can be. And I think also that existential crisis that can happen or that that yearning for purpose, right, beyond societies like careers, because I think our souls yearn for a lot more than a title. Yeah, and a lot more than the traditional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. No, and you know what else, too, where it's like, where you were saying that like things start to slowly disinterest you that used to you know really be part of your life or maybe people things friendships opportunities will start to disappear and I feel like Mm -hmm. sometimes some people look at that as as a negative but I feel like when you're truly in the face of awakening you have to be willing to lose everything that you knew and that's terrifying you know it's not easy but sometimes life takes away what it feels like was also clotting you from getting to the next step of your life you know Mm -hmm. and that's a hard one you know it's not easy right and I know for myself the first time I felt that was I ended up going to college because I felt like that was what everyone was doing and that's what I had to do and I remember being there and just having that automatic feeling where I was like this isn't for me you know Mm -hmm. and I remember comparing myself and being like does that mean that I'm not intelligent enough that I'm not driven enough and it's Mm -hmm. like well no because my heart's purpose was to build community to work with people to help other people to inspire people and I knew with what I was doing and where I was at that wasn't it you know but it's so easy to get stuck in that role of like well what do I have to do because society's doing it and you don't really realize it until you yourself start asking those questions and getting a little existential, you know, yeah. as scary as it can be. Um, but something else that we were talking, you're talking about as well, is that when you said the dark night of the soul, the first thing that came to mind um, was a part in my healing journey where I feel like I was really in rock bottom, like in the mm-hmm. darkest place possible. And when I think about that exact, those exact moments, I think about how 
what are the words that I would say to describe that? Like in desperation that you can feel, um, mm-hmm. loneliness, um, apathy, deep depression, um, mm-hmm. unbreakable anxiety, every single day panic attacks. Like it was just rock bottom, right? I would yeah. say that that was like the darkest moment of my soul possible. But then as I'm looking back at it from a higher step, you know, I'm just looking at it and being like, there was light that was there waiting for me. I needed Mm. to be like in that dark ass pit (laughs) to understand and see things that I wasn't seeing when everything was fine. You know, there's so much purpose in the darkness. There's so much purpose in hitting rock bottom. (laughs) And it can be really hard to hang on to that purpose when you're there because I feel like it's a very trying and challenging on a personal, spiritual, mental life level in every single way. And it feels like you can't get out of it, but it's kind of like, if you just hang on a little bit longer and keep on working on it and making little steps and building the ladder, like you're eventually going to get there. Right. But the dark side of things has such a big purpose, you know? Yeah, I agree. And I think that sometimes it feels like it's going to be forever. Right. So I think like remembering that and I also say it with a lot of respect because I know my rock bottom could maybe look nothing like someone else's, right? Like, I think that um, everyone's version of that dark night of the soul is going to be different. But for me personally, it felt very similar to what you're saying. And um, to me on paper, everything looked good on the outside, right? You have the, I I got my dream job. I had that. I had really good income. Um, And no one could help me because from the outside looking in, it was like, you're doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing. You're making your parents proud. You're, you have a good job. You're climbing the corporate ladder. I don't, they didn't know what to help me with, you know, while meanwhile, I felt like I was living that double life of going to work during the day, being a good worker and then coming home and numbing the F out, right? Like feeling like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. I'm living the same day every day. What what am I supposed to do? And now as I've been coaching clients and having clients, I think that I'm learning that there could be a lot of beliefs that are so deeply rooted that make mm-hmm. you feel like there's no way out, you know, that that this is this is it. This is success and that it's really hard to see beyond that. So like you said, if anyone is finding themselves in that spot, follow the breadcrumbs and they may be tiny, you know, um, follow those little tiny sparks of joy that you do find within the dark night of the soul. And, and you start, like you said too, I love that you start building your ladder, you know, your way out. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely, even just thinking about it, I'm like, wow, I remember how stuck I felt in that moment. Like the, those feelings, you know, of like desperation of, what like I know I need change but I have no idea what it is Mm -hmm. and it's so hard to even get that personal energy or like that kick in your own butt to like start to climb out of it it's Mm. just as easy to like stay there because it also becomes comfortable it becomes comfortable to stay in the pain even Mm -hmm. as much as you don't want to feel it, it is just as hard to start to like, be like, no, I deserve better. I deserve better. I can do this. I can get out of it. And I feel like that has been half of the battle, you know, Mm -hmm. and what you said about one of your limiting beliefs being that you're not good enough. I feel like also for myself, I really struggled with that. And something that I truly did not recognize was part of my 
issue, I guess, or I don't know if I want to call it an issue, like my biggest limiting belief, right, Mm -hmm. was that I actually didn't believe that I deserved anything. And I truly Mm. didn't see that until I had a session with my life coach. And we got to that and I said it out loud. And I was like, oh, like something, something clicked inside of me. And, you know, she asked me, she was like, well, why do you feel like you're not going to like live a normal life again? You know, or why do you feel like when your business was doing well, that it would just provoke so much anxiety and panic? You know, why when your podcast started doing so well and all these things, like you started to like feel like the walking backwards, just like it's because you truthfully inside feel like you don't deserve it. Like, where does that come from? Why don't you deserve it? And I was like, you're right. I don't believe that I deserve it. And it's like, we don't give ourselves enough credit to own up to what we deserved, what we worked hard for, what all those moments in pain and trauma and fear and in the darkness of our own souls, how much we had to do to get out of it that we've earned feeling better. You know, I feel like a lot of times we look around and everyone is really struggling and in a dark place and in a hard place and that we feel like we can't get out either, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's like, we have to know that we're doing the work. It's okay to get to a place where you feel like, you know, I'm better. I'm doing better. I'm working hard. I'm healing, you know, and own it. You know, it's so easy to like not own it, but we have to give ourselves credit here today. We're sitting here recording a podcast, talking to each other, but also talking to the people that are going to listen to this and maybe they'll resonate with it too. And the fact that you and I can sit here and talk about it and have an open conversation that in and of itself isn't a, is a win. We have to give ourselves credit. We yeah. are good enough, you know, and it is just so, I don't know, eye-opening to finally, like you said, be on your healing journey on your awakening journey. However, I guess it resonates for you. Um, but to start to understand what are those big limiting beliefs that are really in your way. And they're not always obvious. Like I truthfully, mm-hmm did not think that I didn't think I deserved it. I really didn't until we had a conversation about it. I was like, dang, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, and that's why I love like coaching, to be honest, you know, because I realize we all have blind spots. We Mm -hmm. all have blind spots as much as we can self-analyze ourselves and like point out what we need to work on. And that's great, you know, I don't think Mm -hmm. everyone needs to work with someone right away, but I think, and and I think there's a lot of, merit right and like healing yourself as well so I think that that's a beautiful thing but there comes points where we just maybe don't see what's next like we're not sure and we can't figure it out for ourselves or we think we're doing great right but Mm. we're self-sabotaging and and it's kind of like it's just me again I'll get through it and then you sit with someone you have a session and you're like wow I didn't see that for myself that was so deeply rooted that it was a blind spot for me, you know, and I needed someone to come and like point it out for me. And cool, now I can work on it because it's like come to the light, you know. Um, But also, I wanted to say real quick is sometimes I remember in my dark night of the soul, I was self isolating for sure. You know, I felt like no one understood. And I think to some extent, Mm -hmm. in terms of family, it was true, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think like the first gen experience and going through an awakening or a healing journey takes a lot of courage um, mm-hmm. because it's likely that you're not understood in what you're going through and what you're, mm-hmm. what's happening, you know, um, especially if you've reached a certain level of, I think like success or just if you, if on paper or from the outside looking in your life looks okay, you have food on the table, a place to live, right? Those are the basics that sometimes family can focus on. But, you know, as a first gen, I think we're, 
we're getting to live a life that goes a little bit beyond that or just needing a little bit different. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you're not in the mood to socialize, I would just say find an online community because I think that it's okay if you don't feel like socializing in person, maybe. At least I know I did it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I started to follow people that I resonated with and I felt like there was some community in that. You know, I knew that every let's say Friday, there was going to be a podcast that I was going to listen to and that I was going to feed me positive information and that I was going to resonate with. And so that can be a form of community. Sometimes community doesn't have to look like a group of people talking about what they're going through. Although when you're ready, I think that's a beautiful thing too, right? But yeah, yeah, I just wanted to point that out or put that out there because my community first started with online people that I resonated with. I didn't even have to talk to them on a regular basis. It was more so voices that got, got me through those periods. Yeah, that can be that guiding voice that it's going to help you see stuff differently or a little bit better, you know, because we're, we're when we're in the dark place, I think it's really easy to just not have any positive thoughts, like not have anything mm-hmm. at all. And I, I think that we underestimate the power of starting to make changes and what we put outside of ourselves, like what we ingest, like whether that be podcasts, music, YouTube, TV, whatever that is, as long as you start to make a positive change slowly, I think that can really, uh, real quick, did you see that little fly? Mm-hmm. I'm like, freaking fly. <laughs> I know, I noticed it too. And I was like, don't tell me I'm going to be saying something important. And then it's going to like come across. <laughs> and I had to swallow and I was like, hold it in Brazil. <laughs> Underestimate the power of just putting just one more positive thing in your life into your day. Even if it's a podcast or a video that hypes you up, like, that can dramatically change your day, especially if you're in the dark side of your soul right now, because that could be like that 5% of positivity that you needed to just feel a little bit better, you know? So it's like, yeah, just give it a try. And I love that you were talking about um, how healing communities online can also be beneficial because you and I might have something happening soon, you know? Stay tuned. (laughs) Stay tuned, we're kind of working on something like that. So if you're somebody, that might want to participate in an online healing group or meditation group, art group, whatever. We're working on it, right? We're not sure, um, but stay tuned. Um, But yes, I myself also felt like online healing communities was my saving grace. You know, I was doing those those women healing groups with my life coach and I really felt like having that hour and a half to just dedicate to my own personal growth and connect with other women that were also on their healing journeys was so powerful because it was that hour to be like, no matter what is happening the rest of the day the rest of the week this hour is just for me you know and there's so much power into just taking that back taking it away from all those intrusive thoughts from the catastrophizing from the fears from the negativity you know it's like start to take it back minute by minute hour by hour like and it'll slowly get there it all just starts with that one little step so yes I love what you're saying (laughs) yeah and vocalizing right because sometimes especially like when we're isolating or we're, we're trying to get through it but just don't know how like when you start to vocalize or just like externalize what's up here somewhere else it helps it releases it gives you like that like weight off your shoulders because you might be holding it all you know I think too like as first gens usually we're financially independent or trying to be you know and so we can't just quit our jobs and get through this moment and then go back to work we um we have to stick it out you know and so I think that 
yeah externalizing it in some way whether it's journaling or like trying meditation or you know something that lets you take that those thoughts out um, and again sometimes you may not feel comfortable enough sharing it with others but sometimes you will wherever you're at in your journey just make sure that there's there's steps in place or something that you're allowing yourself to like let that out and release otherwise you know you're also just kind of like holding it all together and that can be really hard too especially in those moments yeah and like holding everything in is only going to continue to perpetuate the energy that you are holding inside of you that's like nervous stuck confused stressed um fearful and i know for myself there was an exercise that I did where I like punched the crap out of a punching bag and I'm not a violent person like I'm really not like <laughs> genuinely I'm not a violent person um and you know what was really like funny it's not funny but <laughs> what's funny about it <laughs> I guess is that ever since I was a kid I always like wanted to do boxing or wanted to do martial arts like wanted to do something that was like on contact fighting but I'm I'm very much like a lover, not a fighter. You know, like I do not like confrontation. I don't like fighting with people, but I felt like, well, if it's a sport, then I can do it, you know? But what I started to realize like over the years as I got older and even as of last year when I was really in that dark night of my soul and on my healing journey was that I was hitting the punching bag and I started feeling myself getting like overwhelmed, right? But with emotion, not with like physical mm. discomfort. I was emotionally getting overwhelmed and then I stopped myself and I was like whoa yes I mean that's not who you are and then I realized wait but like what's telling me that that I'm not this angry person that I'm not this that was myself being afraid of feeling anger you know mm -hmm. that was myself still holding myself back from feeling my feelings because I have essentially what perpetuates my anxiety is that I struggle with like feeling the full feeling of anything right mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I started to realize well okay well what happens if I keep on hitting this punching bag like this and I allow the anger to come out and I allow it all to completely consume me what is really going to happen like what is the deep fear there and once mm -hmm. I let it out and I, I did a bunch of other things which can be a whole podcast in and of itself but I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah it. just gonna premise it as general as I can um, I ended up crying for four hours, oh. four hours of facing what was inside of me, the anger that I had towards what is ever, whatever has happened to me in my life. I ended up doing that for four hours and crying a cry that I don't even know where that came from, like mm -hmm. truthfully. And that was activated through me just punching a bag and allowing myself to let it happen finally and not listen to that voice in my head that was telling me but that's not you that's not you that's not you you know yeah because those voices yeah. in our heads are also a recollection of everyone else outside of us that say this is wrong this is not okay this isn't you this isn't that blah 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 sometimes you just have to block it out and say if my body is telling me that it's time to face whatever this is maybe there's a lesson in it or maybe there's something that I really need because after I really felt that for those four or five hours. I feel like that was also a huge like milestone in my healing journey because that showed me that I am able to face it. Mm -hmm. It is time to start to unpack it and let it out. But mm -hmm. I was holding in like a five hour deep from my soul, quivering, moving cry. Yeah. Some of us are, and we're afraid to let it out because yeah. we don't know what will happen if we do, you know? Right. But yeah. that was, wow. That was like a big, turn of events for me for sure when I let it out how powerful 
right? That first you recognized <laughs> it like coming up, you caught yourself. And I think that takes some self-awareness, which you learn throughout your like healing and awakening journey. Mm-hmm. So you got that like urge and then you were going to suppress it. And then you're like, nope, let's let it out. <laughs> let's let yeah. it out. So, wow, that's amazing. I'm so glad that you had that opportunity because yeah, we can go. Um, and this is one of the reasons why I choose to speak out as a first gen about healing and awakening, because I think that we could go our whole lives suppressing our emotions. And yeah. what can happen is we're just going to find new and different ways to numb them out. You mm-hmm. know, that's what I recognize is a lot of people live their lives numbing their true feelings, their true mm-hmm. dreams, their true uh, fears, right? Like mm-hmm. they just like feel it they feel it and then they're like no 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 no. <laughs> so mm-hmm. whether it be uh another relationship whether it be alcohol drugs whatever it may be right whatever the the place to go to where it's like this is going to help me numb it out um we can stay there for years and years to come and so I have so much respect for anyone that's going through healing and awakening I think it's a beautiful um journey to be on to be honest yeah yeah and it's a courageous path man it is not for the no, I don't want to say that. There's so much power and weakness. That's not what I wanted to say. Do you, you get what yeah. I mean? Right? Yeah. Like it's yes. kind of like it is not a path. For, I think it's for the lighthearted, right? Is that kind of is that the phrase? Hmm. I'm not sure. I think y'all get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Being on your healing journey and facing for the faint of heart. Yes, for the like faint that. of heart. Yeah, it's something. Whoever's listening, y'all get what we're trying to say. Yeah. Being on that healing journey and finally facing your traumas, facing your fears, healing generational trauma, moving forward, dismantling those limiting beliefs that you have for yourself and building the life that you want, baby step, baby step, baby step, but it's going to get you there and it might not be easy. It's not easy, right? We got to pick up a bunch of bricks and like carry it on our back. Like it's not easy. You know? I don't think yeah, no one's going to tell you it's easy. Like it's not, we're in the middle of it and we all are and it's okay, but you can do it like you are already a badass for even just being here and trying to move forward listening to this working on yourself like you don't realize like you said there's so many people that live their lives every single day still suppressing everything and you know and it's not their time and that's okay you know sometimes it's not their time and we have to let people get to where they are on their time I know I myself can't be rushed on everything you know it's taken me years took me years to process that uh, situation that we spoke about you know so it's all in our own timing so wherever you're at it's okay to be there you know just Mm -hmm. take your baby steps you're gonna get there (laughs) yes a hundred percent and um I was gonna say two things so one I don't know if this resonates with you but you can let me know um the suppressing of feelings I think that well I'm the eldest in my family and I'm also Mm -hmm. first gen And so I think um, those two factors, and I'm sure like there's other parallel ways of experiencing this, but it required that I be responsible all of the time. And that meant not having big feelings, you know, it meant not expressing my big emotions. And a lot of my childhood was was spent at my parents' jobs, you know, like whether it was their second job or my mom, you know, she's a Mm -hmm. teacher. So I would be in her classrooms. And so I didn't get to express myself as a child, whether I was Mm -hmm. angry, happy, sad, bored. It was like everything had to be like funneled through the lens of inconvenience. Like, are you going to inconvenience your parents? Then you can't express it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
and just really wanting to be there like responsible so that I, w- I wasn't like this needy child would say for my parents and so I think that that plays a big part in why I suppress for so long and mm-hmm. why it's such a big part of my adulthood you know and I understand that some people don't understand that too like they're like why are you spending so much time on your healing journey just live your life right Some people don't understand that maybe you didn't get to live your life the way that they did when they were growing up. And so you need a longer time to be through, go through this. And that's okay. You know, your journey doesn't have to look like everyone else's. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and the the second thing I was going to say is I think Encanto did the movie Encanto from Disney. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Right up my alley, girl. You're right up my alley. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. I'm ready. job. (laughs) (laughs) It did such a beautiful job of portraying what healing can look like in this family unit that's not ready to heal. Mm -hmm. Um, You truly are the one seeing the cracks in the house. Mm -hmm. And that may make you feel like you're the crazy one, right? Like you're the one that's doing something bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, mejor callate (laughs) is the the message you might get from others. And and it's not going to be that straightforward. It's going to be like, oh, you're weird or... I exagerada. There may be mm-hmm. many ways of receiving that message of not in this house, or mm-hmm. we don't talk about that, right? We yeah. don't talk about we don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah, yeah but so yeah, I can. I mean, we can do a whole podcast about Encanto. Yeah, there is so <laughs> much Encanto, back yeah. there. Yeah, such a beautifully done movie. Yeah, and I think it just re- it just resonated so much with what I felt like happened in. in in my journey right I feel like I was like speaking out on things that I thought were wrong and everyone else was like they're not that wrong it's just you you're just sensitive you're just uh and now thankfully like our family as a unit is in such a different level and and the communication is so different but we had to go through those ugly like mismatched moments mm-hmm. to get to a, a better position you know so just just throwing that out there for those of you that are healing in close family units because I know that um you know our um yeah I don't know I I just know that our families can be like that it can be hard to heal in a family yeah it it basically like adds a whole other level you know because at least for myself as well like my family has been so supportive and wanting to help me and be there for me throughout this healing journey Mm -hmm. and I am beyond blessed for that right but at the same time it also is hard sometimes because I want to help them understand but then I myself might not know what I'm going through you know so like Mm -hmm. you said there's also like that challenge between wanting them to know that you appreciate it but then also trying to tell them but I don't know what I'm going through you know Mm, I myself am trying to figure it out you know and I just love what you said about Encanto not just because I'm I love Encanto but (laughs) also um just one more thing about Encanto is that the whole house had to completely be destroyed and from the ruins is what arose the beauty that needed to be which was acceptance for everyone's differences acceptance for everyone's true light being yourself not hiding in the shadows no more shame no more no more lying in the family breaking generational curses all of that but that only happened once the house was completely destroyed and I think that you can sit in front of a destroyed house and wonder what the hell you're gonna do right and when you're sitting in front of those ruins of your life completely destroyed it's easy to just be stuck in what am I gonna do now right in that desperation and the fear and the pain but if we could only see that what might come next is even better than we could have ever imagined. And that's what we actually needed 
it's it can be a beautiful thing you know because I think that I also went through that with my family is us finally facing everything that we needed to face as a family it might have felt painful and like it was a breaking or like there was a (laughs) you know like it just completely (laughs) fell apart but it needed to to then see what was left which is true love and support and wanting to be there so it's kind of like it just needs to happen sometimes and it's okay to fall apart you know if you feel like you're falling apart because you cannot hold it in any longer that's a message because it's time to start letting it go you can't hold it in you know and there is a time when your body your mind your nervous system everything is going to tell you it is time to face everything that you have been trying to avoid and not face and I know that was something that hit me for sure where I was like Mm. oh crap it is time (laughs) I was like oh I can't do it anymore you know there comes a time where you just can't do it and it all happens for a reason for Mm. everyone it happens at a different time at a different place for a different reason but I feel like a lot of people that are listening to this that are on both of our channels are people that really resonate and at are similar that are at a similar place that feel like it is time to heal and it's time to start to have a relationship with yourself that you've never had before, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. Wow, that was so beautifully put, everything you just said. And I think it applies for a family and for an individual, right? Like mm-hmm. if you are looking at yourself as like I'm but I'm losing everything that I was and everything that I thought I should be mm-hmm. and you're looking at that with so much fear of like but and what could be better than that you know because I had put so much into that whether it's time finances dreams whatever it may be um just know like you said you know that there could be something very beautiful to come out of that but it's going to take time it's a process it's breadcrumbs it's like little by little and just very quick, because I know first gens, you know, at least, you know, we attract like first gen and first gen audience. Um, or I know on my channel, like, you know, the <laughs> I attract the first gen audience. Um, I just want to say, if you, you should take care of you first and not worry about mm-hmm. your family coming along for the ride. Yeah. If you have a super supportive family, like you mentioned, you have amazing, beautiful, you know, um, then I think it's a little bit different and, and you'll manage like, as you know, but uh, I know my experience is a little bit different. I don't feel like they were on board with whatever was happening. And so it, it took me saying, I'm okay with them being on their journey and be, me being on mine. And mm-hmm. thankfully it rounded out beautifully. And it like the, the, the way it all worked, like you said, it kind of like the ruins brought out the true essence of a family, which is love. Mm-hmm. I feel like we ended there. Um, yeah. But it was, it didn't look that way. It wasn't like, come on, mm-hmm. family, let's do this, right? It yeah. really felt like, <laughs> ooh, it was a lot of mm-hmm. like conflict and and um, there was things that had to come out, right? Whether it yeah. was like, sometimes it looks like resentment, sometimes it looks like guilt, shame, mm-hmm. different things. And um, just know that every journey is different and just hold to hold on to as much as you can and let go of what you can't. Um, a lot of first gens carry other people's problems whether it's our parents or our siblings we want to do right by them and that's love and that's beautiful but Mm -hmm. if we are crumbling inside and we can't do it anymore then what good does that do for others you know yeah we need to let it go for a little bit and that's okay and we can Mm -hmm. pick it back up when we feel ready to but first Mm -hmm. pick yourself back up because that's most important I think 
No, it is because you cannot be there for your family, for your loved ones, if you yourself are completely broken. You know, I think there's only up to a certain point that you can do it until you really just lose yourself in everything you're doing, you know, and it's so important what you said, where it's like, you can love and try to care for and pick up all the burdens of everyone that you love in your family. But if you yourself are slowly crumbling, you know, like, what do you do? You know, So it is a huge balance or it's a huge decision to even just say, you know what, I am going to pull myself out of the ruins and I'm going to be who I am meant to be and learn and grow and heal whether or not they're there waiting for me or not. You know, and that's yeah. a really tough decision. That's why I say there's so much courage. If you're listening to this in your similar place, like tell yourself and give yourself credit for the courage that you have. Yeah. Yeah. Give yourself a <laughs> big old hug because yeah. that's not easy to mm-hmm. take that courage and take it and be like, you know what? I have to do this for me. And it's mm-hmm. time to set that boundary and I have to do what I have to do, you know, because you can't yeah. keep living that way. It's just, it's, it's hard, you know, <laughs> but yeah. I do want to say, um, if y'all enjoyed this podcast and you enjoyed listening to us, um, let us know because we would love to do more topics and talk more. Cause I think, you know, we have a good flow. We can keep going. We can keep going y'all. So if you're listening and you like this, hit us up, let us know, um, uh, message myself and her as well. And we're going to put all the socials on the description. Um, so let us know if you liked it or what you'd want to hear. And yeah, we're so excited that you're here and we are both here for your healing journey to we're be a source of, of light. Yeah, and we're proud of you. Yeah, I'm proud of you too. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. Do I have to do like a, like, do we say our names? Like also, because I can post you too. Oh, uh, if you want to. I was just going to just post it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Okay, okay. Like just like, with our handles? yeah okay so I guess what um what I was gonna do was kind of like we just post the podcast so everything we just talked about I'm only gonna cut the mosquito part okay <laughs> I think everything else is fine and it, I'm I don't sure know if you'll be able to hear me swallow or something you might have to oh uh, okay yeah we'll take a look but I didn't hear anything okay honestly okay good okay yeah I didn't hear anything um so I'm just gonna cut out that part but usually what I do is that it just starts the podcast and it ends it where I just ended it right there and then mm-hmm. in the description I can put like your little bio if that makes oh, sense okay and then I can like give you one of my bios and that's how we can mm-hmm. put it or if you want me to we can record a thing I don't care okay it's up it's to up you to I mean I don't know how I I don't remember exactly how your podcast starts so cool I think you're right it just starts like with the conversation yeah just huh? let yeah. it go yeah okay <laughs> like cool. I said I'm trying to not be perfect so yeah okay it's better awesome. published than just chilling on my computer so yeah you know yeah Yeah. dude that was awesome I feel like yes we can talk a lot and I like that it like flowed really well I think it did I think it was great I think it was perfect I think we said a lot of good things sorry the fly was on my phone and I thought I was gonna finally get it you know what it is too it's not even like a fly it's like a fruit fly Mm -hmm. because we had some bananas and I'm pretty sure that it's that's what it's from it made mm-hmm. an appearance yeah it's on my microphone isn't it yeah i can see it on the left yeah oh my god surprised ho- surprise guest <laughs> <laughs> yeah wait let me stop recording so it does it